there. You're listening to the Cary Church Podcast. We at Cary seek to be flourishing communities of hope, transformed by God's love, following Jesus and serving in God's world. To find out more on how to connect with us, go to cary.asn.au. Hey, happy birthday. Steve, the mistake you made, mate, is I've got the microphone for about the next 20 minutes. Steve is so wise because he is so old. (laughs) He's not actually, he just looks old and most of that is my fault. (laughs) Hey, uh, there is nothing more beautiful, the only thing more beautiful than the story, seeing the story of God's grace and transformation woven in a person's life is seeing the collection of those stories as a community. And uh, it's the 21st. And as we contemplated the 21st, uh, we, we wanted the theme to be one of gratitude. We wanted the theme to be one of gratitude. And, and the theme for this year, for that reason, across all of Kerry, is gratitude. And uh, we, we have so much to be grateful for. I'm, I'm profoundly grateful to be led in worship by these young men and women and to be guided in that craft by passionate musicians who've got a heart for kids and a a passion for music and a heart for Jesus. What what an incredible gift. What an incredible gift. Um, We we have so much to be thankful for, so much to be grateful. I am profoundly grateful. We are grateful. We, we are grateful for churches, Mount Pleasant and Riverton Baptist, that planted Kerry, that set a young pastor free to do something different, to do what should not have been possible other than the grace and empowering of God. We are grateful for a young pastor, Steve and his wife, Kim, and their family that poured all that they had and a whole lot that they didn't have into a fledgling community of church and school and shaped it materially. I'm grateful that I got shaped by that man. I would be lesser if I hadn't been. We are grateful for, as we started, the the wise men and women that came around us in the early days to shape and bring wisdom to a rat bag group of people that had a didn't have a blue clue what we were doing. I wanted to today mention Professor John DeLater, John Masters and Ken Headley, all of whom have passed, who have received their well done, good and faithful servant and who are now part of the great cloud of witnesses. Today, our birthday is the anniversary of Ken's passing and Elaine is with us. And Elaine, I love you. I loved your husband and his influence still echoes through who we are. So it's, it's a tough day for you, but it's, a, it's just wonderful to have you with us. Happy, happy birthday to you, Ken. Love you, mate. We, we are grateful. God has, God has brought over years and years and years wise men and women who have given their prayer and their counsel and their wisdom and their passion and their guidance to seeking to bring oversight to the college ministry and to the Kerry community. And I'm profoundly grateful, not only for how they have shaped us, but for how their wisdom and discernment and prayer has shaped me. We are grateful for the principals who have served in this place, shaping the college for for 
Peter Prout, for Des Mitchell, for Rowan Clark, for Jen Argue, for the current Kelly and Brendan and Nigel Wise up at Forestdale. We are grateful for these men and women who have served and laboured, often through difficulty, because of their love for God and their love for kids and their desire to turn their vocation into ministry in God's hands. We are profoundly grateful for our staff. Some of our staff have also passed on. They have received their well done, good and faithful servants. They are saying, hey, I see it a whole lot clearly now. Don't give up. God is so much better than you thought. For our staff that have, have moved on, for our staff that are with us still continuing, we, we are so grateful. As a church community, we are humbled and grateful for the people that God has brought into the ministry of Kerry. Because without you, we can do nothing. We're grateful for the families in our community that have entrusted their most precious possession to the college and the Kerry community. We are grateful for them being willing to do a journey with us as we learn together what it means to be a community in this day and age, what it means to, to serve and love one another together. And we are still learning. Um, we are grateful for the favour we have received with the community around us. We are so, so blessed. I'm grateful for the students that we have had the privilege of having passed through our college. I was thinking the other day, we're 21 years old. I think we've been graduating kids from year 12 since for about 16 years. There's been about 1,500 kids, plus or minus, that have gone through. I'm grateful that one of our first year eight students, Ellis Taylor, started in year eight in 1998, is currently on the board. I'm grateful for those students that have graduated and even though they've left the school, they are continuing to sow into the ministry that is carry into the community around us, whether that's in remote communities or elsewhere. I'm grateful for the students that have graduated and have gone on to other places enriching the world and sowing into them what has been sowed into the students as they've left. I'm grateful, I'm so grateful for the students and families that have met Jesus. We heard one story today. We saw countless baptisms. There are hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of stories of people that some way or another have been connected with the grace and story of God in their lives and they have come to know Jesus personally and they, like us, are on an adventure. And we are grateful for the seeds that have been planted in so many kids that have gone out, they have not yet taken root, they've not yet sprouted, but they sit there. And I'm grateful for the other parts of the church of God that will nurture and nourish and encourage and water those seeds as they sprout over years to come, that we had the profound, extraordinary privilege of planting. I'm grateful for the grace and compassion that has been shown by people whose journey through Kerry has not been what we would like. We, we don't always get it right. I'm grateful for those that have shown mercy to us. And, and I pray that there would be healing for those that where there has been bruising rather than blessing. But above all, 
I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to God, our Father, and to the Lord Jesus Christ and the transforming, empowering Holy Spirit through whom and in whom everything else is not. In Him, everything is possible. And it has been all of that which we are thankful for is simply a product of His work in us and in you and in this world. We are currently in a series in Matthew. And in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's talking to a bunch of other people gathered around. And he's talking in parables and he's talked about a series of parables. He's talked about the pearl. He's talked about the treasure in the field. He's talked about the sower. And in chapter 13, uh, 31 to 33, chapter 13, verses 31 to 33, he told them another parable. And he said, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest garden plant and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. He told them another parable. He told them that the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked through all the dough. 60 pounds is 27 kilograms of flour. I actually got the home ec department to provide me with a one kilo pack of flour and I photocopied it. I'm glad no one saw me photocopying a pack of flour on the... um, Photocopier, and I, I was going to. It's really tall, 27 kilograms of flour. That's a ridiculous amount of flour. Um, thanks, Tina, for getting me the flour, but I didn't have time to stick them all together. These parables of Jesus were told in the context of a Jewish people who were under subjugation by the Roman Empire. They were held in captivity. They were wanting something profound and remarkable and transformative to uproot the Roman Empire and to re-establish the sovereignty of God on the earth, to re-establish the Jews to their rightful place. They were looking for something bold and powerful and uprooting And Jesus is telling them these stories about mustard seeds and little bits of yeast that's kneaded through a ridiculous amount of flour. And I think that is a beautiful story of Kerry. You see, the the parable of the mustard seed is not significant because the planter was a really important person or that he, he planted it with great pomp and splendor. Or that the circumstances were just right. The parable of the mustard seed is significant because there was power in the seed itself. It looked insignificant and small, but it contained great power. The parable of the yeast is significant not because of who the person that needs. It could be the Pope or the President or a pauper. It doesn't matter an iota who's doing the kneading. The power and the magic and the grace is in the yeast. Kerry was planted by a completely insignificant community of people. And as we celebrate this 21st birthday, let's remember what it says in James, 17, James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Every good and perfect gift is come from above. The story of Kerry is one of the graciousness and goodness and power of God. Everything that is good and right and beautiful about Kerry, that is God. Everything else is our fault. Everything else is our fault. But amazingly and beautifully, He can even take my brokenness and my shortcomings and my failures and our failures and weave them into His majestic tapestry of grace as we surrender them to Him.
in 1 Corinthians 1, 26 to 30. It says, brothers and sisters, I think we've got the scripture on the screen. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us the wisdom of God that is our righteousness, holiness and strength. At Kerry, we have been profoundly, profoundly blessed. We've been blessed by churches that planted us and set us free. We've been blessed by a founding pastor that refused to believe that there was anything that was impossible for God. We were blessed with favour from kings and leaders in high places. We were blessed with innumerable answers to prayer. We were blessed with this land. We were blessed with people. We were blessed with favour. We were blessed with challenge and difficulty and struggling. We were profoundly blessed in being forced into situations where we had to come and depend upon God again. We were blessed when God seemed close and vibrantly at work and we were blessed when God seemed distant and far off because in all of those situations, God was present and God was at work and God was shaping us and correcting us and directing us. Most of us know the words of William Carey, expect great things and attempt great things. But there are other words that William Carey spoke. He said at a particular event, lots of you have been saying lots of things about the work of Dr. Carey. He said, when I'm gone, let no one speak of the work of Dr. Carey, but let everyone speak of the work of Dr. Carey's saviour. As we celebrate 21 years, let's not speak of what Kerry has done. Let's speak of the work of Kerry's saviour, of my saviour, of your saviour, of the saviour of the world, because that who has been at work, that who is who has been at work. But you see, Kerry is not just a story of what God has done. Kerry is also a story of faith. See, to plant a mustard seed, to get this tiny insignificant thing and put it into the ground, you've got to have faith that there is power in the seed. To take a tiny little bit of yeast and knead it through a ridiculous amount of dough, you've got to have faith that there is power in the yeast to slowly and progressively impact the entire amount of flour. It took faith for two churches to release an insignificant group of people into the hands of an extraordinary God, trusting that as they planted, God could do great things. It took faith for a young pastor to step out and go into the bush and and purchase a ridiculously big block of land without any money in the middle of nowhere. It took great faith to employ staff for a school that didn't exist. And it took faith for those staff to join a school that didn't exist. Who, who, Who started in that first year? Thank you for your faith. 
It took great faith to continue to step in on days where people thought, I just cannot go on. And it takes faith to continue to step in. And it takes faith every single day with every teacher in every moment to understand that they serve an awesome God. And as they minister and sow seeds of the love and grace of God in tiny little moments, that there is power in that seed and that somehow something is being deposited that has the capacity to change the world. And that is the seeds of the gospel in the heart of God. What is a 21st birthday other than the opportunity to look back and celebrate, to take stock and to look forward? As we look back, we just see the faithfulness of God. I was 26 years of old age when Kerry Church was started. I was 28 when the college was started. And thanks be to the grace and mercy of God, I am not the same person when nearly 49 that I was when I was 26 and 28. My wife also gives thanks that I'm not the same person. <laughs> the people I work with give thanks that I'm not the same person. We are not the same community that we were when we started. The DNA is the same. But through challenge and trial and difficulty and triumph and joy and learning what it means to try and love one another and serve one another and walk with this awesome God in faith, I and we have matured and deepened and strengthened. Brian Harris talks about God riding straight with wobbly, crooked lines. And friends, at times our lines have been really wobbly. But God has been faithful and he's redirected and he's corrected and he's disciplined and he's shaped and he's nurtured. And he writes something beautiful. Not because of us, but through us in his glory. Kerry was planted out of the, the words of William Kerry to expect great things and attempt great things. And as we look back, we see this faithfulness of God. As we take stock, we see just the incredible opportunities that God has opened up. We have an amazing campus that continues to evolve. We've been able to plant another campus. We've got over 300 staff. We have a favour with the community. We've got something like 1,700 kids enrolled across, plus about 450 through JUMP. We, we impact lots and lots of people. We get the opportunity to serve and minister with our Indigenous brothers and sisters, both remotely and close by. We get to do work overseas. There is so much that we have been gifted with. There are so many opportunities to do good. But as we look forward to 22 years and 23 years, although we have all of that, we really only have what we started with, God and each other and the seeds of life that we get the opportunity to sow. William Carey inspired millions of people and this community with his words, attempt great things and expect great things. But his motivation in that was not so that he could achieve great things. He didn't say that because he said, I want to do some big stuff. His motivation was the heart of God that died for the world. His motivation to attempt great things was because he knew that there were people in other countries living in desperate situations who did not know that God Almighty pursued them and loved them and he couldn't live with them not knowing. His motivation was the tremendous heart of God and that inspired him to want to do great things and expect great things. 
So as we, as we look back and celebrate the faithfulness of God, as we take stock of what we've got and as we look back at the years ahead, let's continue to plant. Let's continue to sow seeds of the gospel of grace. Let's continue to love and serve and minister small mustard seeds in relationships. Let's continue to expect great things and attempt great things for this extraordinary God because He is as at work today as He was when He raised Jesus from the dead. He hasn't finished and He is always, always working and His heart still breaks. His heart still breaks. And we plant not because we're really cool planters or because we've got an awesome mixing bowl to mix our dough in or frankly, we're a pretty impressive light vessel, so we'll let our light shine because we look pretty good. No, we plant because there is power in the seed. We need in relationship because there is power in the yeast of God's love that it was in us, and there is power in the light to shine in the darkness. That is why we sow and we need and we plant. Apart from being a husband and a dad, being involved in this community is the greatest gift of my life. I'm filled with a room that has shaped me and guided me and corrected me and loved me and we've done, we've followed God together. God has not finished. God will never finish. And as we look forward, I encourage you, continue to sow. Continue to plant little seeds every single day because there's power in the seeds. As we wind up, I'm going to ask Maya and Elijah, the primary school captains, to come. The band can come up. As part of our commitment to continuing to plant, they're going to plant a tree. And this is going to be a tree that's going to grow big and create shade. Now, I've given them really good instructions. As I said, you guys can't stuff this up, okay? Just have fun, plan away, enjoy the moment. So Elijah and Maya, you go about your thing. The band's going to come up. Steve ended his prayer with now unto him who was able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory forever and ever. God has already done immeasurably more than I could have imagined. But what I'm excited to say is my imagination's grown. Our imagination as a, as a community has grown. Let's continue to imagine in the context of a God who is able to do immeasurably, immeasurably more. Hey team, it is awesome to have you serving us. We, we had these guys on Monday, first day back at school, no, first day back for the staff at school. These guys were still on holidays. They came and ministered to the staff. Can we give them a round of applause? Let me pray, Lord Jesus, as, as we plant a tree. Lord Jesus, we thank You for what has been planted in our lives. Lord, for the others that planted in us. Lord, we thank You for Your story that You are writing in the world. 
Lord, we want to continue to plant and sow and, and let your light shine. Lord, I thank you for these people that lead us on stage. Lord, I thank you for the privilege of being led in worship by young men and women. And Lord, we thank you for tomorrow that we do not see because we do not know what it holds, but we do know that you are sovereign in it. Lord, for all that has been and all that is and all that will be, we give you praise. Lord, we thank you for the great things that you have done. And we thank you for the great things that you will do for your glory's sake. Amen.